This podcast is presented to you by Pastors Tom and Bonnie DeShal from Celebration Church in Harare, Zimbabwe. For more information, please visit celebrationmen.org. So I'm following the topic throughout the conference. Your seasons are changing. And I started giving you some principles that guide us in a season of change when seasons are shifting. And the first one that I gave us was that of the supremacy of God's word. And the other one was that when God is ready to take you into the next season, he encourages you by giving you a trigger miracle. Then we also talked about the fact that he removes some irrelevant things away from your life. Today, I will end with the principles of divine guidance in the new season. Principles of divine guidance in the new season. From our scripture, Joshua chapter 1 verse 5, There shall not any man be able to stand before you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. And I will not fail you, nor forsake you. I will be with you. That means there is divine guidance. It's anchored, of course, on the scripture, uh, for as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the children of God. So as you go forward, because the waters are murky, you need the guidance of the Spirit of God. Even the understanding of the Word of God has to come from the Spirit of God. Romans 8.26 says, Likewise, the Spirit also helps our infirmities, for we know not what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. The Bible says of David after he had saved God in his generation and at an old age said to his son Solomon, keep the charge of the Lord. To walk in his ways, to keep his statutes, his commandments, his judgments and his testimonies. So it is written in the law of Moses. And that you may prosper in all that you do and wherever you turn. And this was also the heart of God concerning Joshua in verse 8. It says, this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. You shall meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. It, in the Old Testament, it has been the heart of God. This is what Paul explained in Romans chapter 7. Um, I haven't started put some scriptures, they'll be coming. In chapter 7 of the book of Romans, he paints the picture of the dispensation of the Old Testament. In verse 18, Romans 7, he says, For to will is present within me, but how to perform that which is good I find not. For the good that I would want to do, I do not. But the evil which I would not want to do, that is what I do. Verse 24, he says, O wretched men that I am, who shall deliver me from this body of death? Then he ends in verse 25 by saying, I thank God through Jesus Christ. The promise. Romans chapter 8 from verse 1, which is a continuation of Romans chapter 7. Remember the word of God when it was written, there were no chapters, it was just a continuation. 
Romans 8 says, There is therefore no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. Walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus has set me free from the law of sin and death. For what the law could not do, in that it was weak, God did by sending his own begotten son. So the promise came so to help the law. The law was good and the law is good. But how to do it without the Holy Spirit is impossible. How to do what you're supposed to do without the Holy Spirit helping you is impossible. But we thank God when Jesus was leaving, he said in John 16, 7, Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. For I do, if I do not go away, the helper will not come to be with you. But if I depart, I will send him to you. So as we traverse these murky waters in the world, take note, we now walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. And that spirit is the promise who was released to us. We have the spirit of God to guide us, bearing in mind why there are many spirits out there. And uh, they have got voices as well. The new season can be a nightmare without the guidance of the Holy Spirit. But now we can operate as Adam operated before the fall because of the Spirit of God. By God's grace, I walk us through some very key principles of divine guidance so we understand the voice of God through His Spirit and avoid making mistakes which cause us to move away from His commands, His laws. So it's no longer by power or by might, but by his spirit. So I was just thinking about this, days are evil. Because false prophets have a reason and it's very easy to get sidetracked and fail to keep his commandments, his statutes, and his decrees. But how do we know it's him, not the devil speaking? Because these are spirits. As we make life decisions, moving, for instance, from one country to the other, in difficult times, moving to another church, you know, divorcing your husband, divorcing your wife, these are life decisions. What are life decisions? Life decisions, once made, they turn around everything about your life. For good or for bad. So how... I'll start with the first principle, the principle of relationship. God always sought relationship with his creation for effective communication. As we have uh, seen, he started off in Adam and he would communicate with him. And without heeding this same principle today, you continue under the influence and guidance of demons because they also speak. So 1 John chapter 4, verse 1, if you can put it on the screen, it's, Beloved, believe not every spirit, but try the spirits whether they are of God, because many false prophets have gone out into the world. So you and I need a relationship with God through His Son, so the Spirit of God can constantly guide us. Relationship also guarantees understanding of God's guidance. Through a constant and persistent relationship, it's easy to identify the voice of God. 
John chapter 10, 1 to 5. Most assuredly, I say to you, he who does not enter the sheepfold by the door, but climbs up some other way, the same is a thief. But he who enters by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him, the doorkeeper opens and the sheep hear his voice. And he calls his own sheep by name and he leads them out. And when he brings out his own sheep, he goes before them and the sheep follow him. And for they know his voice. Yet they will by no means follow a stranger. But will flee from him for they do not know the voice of strangers. The sheep hear his voice and follow him. That means there is a relationship. To improve my relationship with him, years ago, I decided uh, 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 until I leave this world, I will be reading 30 chapters of the Bible per day. And I followed that up, except in times when I have conferences and all that. So I managed to read every year the Bible through seven times. It has helped me to just immerse myself in the word, shower myself in the word. Because, do you know why? Because the Bible is very clear that the Holy Spirit oh, is the one who will guide us. And the Bible says he will not take off his own but he will take from the Father through the Son. And when he takes from the Son, he, he's taking from the Word. Which Word? The Word that is in me. So I don't want when I'm making life decisions for the Spirit of God to stretch around for Word in me and there is nothing. There is only pornography, And some songs in the world. And the Holy Spirit comes, you're about to make a very important decision. Stretch straps around and there's nothing. Because remember, Jesus said he will not do his own. He will take from the word. From Jesus. So it's dangerous to make life decisions without the word. Because most of the time they will be wrong. This principle is important. Many people go to witch doctors and other spiritists seeking God's guidance. They just want to know what they should do in times of life challenges. But they want this from him without a relationship. Hence demons take advantage and fill the gap guiding people into destruction. Second principle. The principle of peace. Isaiah 26 verse 3 says, you will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. In divine guidance, ladies and gentlemen, the principle of peace for children of God should never be downplayed. Pastor Tom mentioned that. Very important. Philippians 4 verse 6, be anxious for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God and the peace of God which surpasses understanding will guard your heart. Because your heart is involved in life decisions and it must be guarded by peace. So even in the midst of 
an imprisonment. Paul and Silas, they have all the reasons to be disturbed and no, no, they are not. They have the peace. It's an inner peace in the midst of making decisions, in the midst of whatever you can do. It is the peace of God that guards our hearts. If there's no peace, there's war in our hearts, and that's an indication God is not in it. Isaiah 55 verse 12 says, You will go out in joy and be led forth in peace. The mountains and hills will burst into song before you, and all the trees of the field will clap their hands. Even when you are in perilous times, the apostles praised God. Stephen could praise God under the barrage of storms as they were stoning him. He had peace. God gives us peace, not as the world gives, with the relationship with God and the peace of God is very difficult, it's very easy to be guided along as you go. So my question is, after having chosen to make a decision, do you have peace? You want to walk out of, from your marriage? Do you have peace? Are you sure you can go ahead? Do you have peace? Your problem is you argued even with your mother. Your mother said, this marriage you are getting into, are you sure? This man is not a good man. And you argued your way out. Your pastors came in and they said, he is not a believer. Why are you kidding me? He said, no, 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 we were school children together and we all do it. And, and now there is death in the pots. You remember Elisha and the sons of the prophets? They are in the time of drought and a young man just went out and because the man of God had said, put on the large pot on fire. And the man of God, the young man did not ask, what do we cook? He just went and gathered some herbs and started slicing them into the pot. The Bible says, they looked, they said, man of God, there is death in the pot. <laughs> the man of God did not say, Let's peel the pot. Divorce. No. He said put flour. And flour makes bread. Bread is Jesus Christ. Put, put, put the bread. Put the bread. So if you come to us to authorize divorce without biblical grounds, we say put flour. Put flour. We are sorry, put flower. After a prophet in your area has spoken to your family and there is, is there peace? If, if not peace, it's divination. 1 Corinthians 14.3 says, But he who prophesies speaks edification, exhortation, and comfort to man. Is there peace or fear? If it's fear, it's all to do with divination. Number three, the principle of love. The principle of love. Hebrews chapter 13 verse 2 says, Forget not to show love unto strangers, for thereby some have entertained angels unawares. In all divine guidance, be very careful of people that come around you. Because some of them, God is guiding you somehow. And like I said yesterday, you cannot... Size them and say, this one is poor, this one is good, 
I'll prosper with this one. It's difficult. You need the guidance of the Spirit of God to see some people who have been positioned for you to prosper. It's very difficult. It's not easy. Just love everybody. Be at peace with all men. Just be at peace with all men. The common verse that shows God created us in love and guides us from love is John 3.16. For God so loved the world. In Psalms 32 verse 8, Psalms 32 verse 8, the Bible says, I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I will guide you with my eye. And Ezekiel clarifies the eye. He says, in the last days, I will put my spirit within you. That means you'll be guided from inside, unlike in the Old Testament. You'll be guided from inside. And there are many ways that God guides. I shan't go into that, but I'm giving you the principles that can help you. If God can guide you from inward intuition, the spirit of God speaking inside of you, and you, you act, the spirit of God can come to you in a vision. There are so many ways. And the burning bush, very rare these days, but <laughs> yeah, maybe Moses and all that, but don't go into the mountain and say, I'm not leaving the mountain until I see a burning bush. You may be disappointed. <laughs> you may be disappointed, but the Spirit of God guides us. But the principle is, is this from love? So this principle helps us identify guidance of love from demonic guidance, which does not carry love. The guiding question is this, from love. Matthew 11, 29, 30, Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. His yoke is easy. Imagine a family already suffering from loss of a loved one. They are told by a witch doctor to chase away death from the family, they have to give all their cattle. They must come by night and dress before him, husband, wife, and children. And the witch doctor is behind your wife, naked wife, eating porridge with knuckles in the middle of the night. Is this from love? Is this from love? So this guidance does not give freedom. There is what we call life principle of a kingdom. What makes that kingdom alive? That's a life principle. The natural kingdom is blood and oxygen. If we remove that, dead and gone. The kingdom of God, our life principle is love. That means our kingdom ticks with love. And the kingdom of the devil, the life principle is hatred, bitterness, unforgiveness. So once you create an atmosphere of bitterness, anger, unforgiveness, you are seriously connected with the kingdom of the devil. Because it survives on that. It ticks on that. That's why revenge is dangerous because 
When you do that, you are angry and you, you get into another kingdom from celebration. Right here in church. You want to kill somebody. And that's not our kingdom. We don't tick by that. Our life principle is love. That's why God insists, love those who hate you. Why? Because God knows they are operating in their life principle. And you may join their world. Paul says, be at peace with all men. Years ago, a lady walked into our office and explained her predicament. So many mishaps in her life and she said they were being caused by an auntie, an auntie Betty, not her real name, who was a witch in the family. We listened to the story calmly because the Bible says be quick to hear but slow to, to speak. So we listened to everything in detail and she said, one day as they were having, because I'd asked her a question, but why are you so sure she's the witch? Because when you really are sure somebody's a witch, hey, you are getting into serious divine guidance. Which, 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 which. How are you so sure he's a witch? She explained the story. She said, one day as they were having a family prayer meeting, a small child manifested demons and started to speak like the aunt. She said, I am Auntie Betty. Tomorrow I'm coming there, I will be wearing a blue skirt. In my black bag, I'll be having some charms, and I'll finish the family. I said to her, hold on right there, I'll finish your story. I said, Auntie Betty came. She said, yes. Number two, she had a black skirt. He said, yes. I said she had a bag, a, a, a blue skirt and a black bag. She said, yes. I said, there were no charms. And she said, yes. We, we, we got her down and we searched everything. There was nothing. That's the deception of divination spirit. Now, when I let her ask, this is the aunt who took them to school up to form four. So what the devil does in your life is to keep away important people, important relationships. So that you remain poor without seeing your destiny. So you remain in love. You don't connect with that world. In any way, even if Auntie Betty was a witch, no problem when we love Auntie Betty, we stay in our kingdom, there is nothing to connect with Auntie Betty. Remember I said the other time, uh, when I spoke the first day, I said, Proverbs 26 verse 2 says, a curse without a cause cannot land. Say, say after me, therefore... A curse with a cause. We'll land. I used to have an uncle. Yeah, this one was a witch. <laughs> and you know why? Because he declared it. He actually said it. 
Each time he tells you at a beer hall, you will see it tomorrow. You will see it. He said to his older brother the other day, the, the brawl at the beer hall, he said, you will see tomorrow. Morning as you come out of your, your house, you will see it. And surely, as the brother woke up, opened the door, there was an alligator staring at him and he fell down. I then noticed why he was that powerful. Each time he said that is because you will have started him. I told you I'm inventing some words. You'll find them in the dictionary sometime. <laughs> he said each time you start him, that's why he was so powerful because there is a cause. There is a connection. So I, as we walk in Canaan, I, I, I beg you by the message of God. I beg you by the message of God, love people. When, when Jesus said, forgive your enemies, love your enemies, he knew some are witches. And once you hate them, you connect with them. Even in the church, even in the church, just love everybody. Otherwise, you remain restricted in life. Number four, the principle of faith in the will of God. I shan't say much on this one. Here we, it has been talked about so much. Faith in the will of God. Here we are guided by his word to know his will. That is why it's important to shower ourselves with the word. Be full of the word. So that when the spirit wants to guide us in a situation, he has a word to use inside our hearts. Remember Jesus said in John 16, 13, Albeit when he, the spirit of truth, is come, he will guide you into all truth. For he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak, and he will show you things to come. And so the spirit guides us from the word, the word that is alive in us. Thank you. Ten minutes. First John 5, 14. Now this is the confidence that we have in him that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we've asked of him. If we ask according to his will. Now here's the problem. His will is in his word. So we need to know his word. So we move in his will. And it's the, it's, it's, it's the spirit now that reminds us the will of God, which is in the word that you have. Remember, you don't go Bible, 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 Bible. Knowledge, knowledge without the spirit. And you, 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 you blow yourself with knowledge like those at the university who have not given their lives to Jesus, who just studied the word. You also don't go spirit, 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 spirit without the word. You blow yourself again. So there has to be a balance because the spirit who really knows the word you need at a given moment. 
Mark 11 verse 24 says, Therefore I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. So when we get his will, we then ask in faith and we receive. And then the last one that I'm giving you is the principle of serendipity. Serendipity, S-E-R-E-N-D-I-P-I-T-Y. Serendipity is the faculty or phenomenon of finding valuable things not sought for. You go somewhere for one particular thing and God by his spirit causes you to find something valuable you were never looking for. It's not fate, because fate is negative. You've heard the saying, as fate would have it, he lost his six children in an accident. It's not fate, it's not luck, because you can have bad luck and good luck. Serendipity, don't worry about the, 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 the words. The, I told you, you'll find some of these words as you go. All us, all us discovered this and then somewhere in the 16th century and he, he coined it. So it's not about the word, it's what is observed in the word of God concerning this. That's what's important. I could have called it Chimuti, no problem, but this. Hear this, God is about to anoint the first Israeli king, Saul. And thus, God speaks through the parents because the donkeys were missing. Go and look for donkeys. So he's on a human assignment of looking for donkeys. And he has no idea what serendipity is about to give. His mind is on donkeys. And then all of a sudden, God makes sure that they, they cannot find the donkeys until they get close to the prophet's summon. They, you will not find the donkeys anywhere else. There is a delay which you can attack as a Pentecostal and climb up mountains and rebuke and all that. And God is saying, this delay is divine. This delay is divine. I want you to get closer to Samuel. And then, don't we have a man of God, a prophet around us? Ah, there's one Samuel, but do we have anything to take when we get to them, to him? No, we don't have anything. We can do something. We can do something. And then when they get there, where is the prophet? The prophet is coming. The prophet said, come with me. You eat with me. And his life changes from that moment. That actually becomes a serendipity. But it also becomes the trigger miracle. After the anointing, that's it. He's king. David is heading his father's flocks in the bush and doing very well what he knows to do. It's human assignment. You are the head boy. 
So when you are given a human assignment, do it very well. Do it very well. It may lead you to serendipity. Oh, we declare in the name of Jesus Christ, in your life, may God give you your serendipity. It's your time now. But you have to be obedient in the simple assignment. He's called by the prophet, come. The Bible actually says that prophet Samuel gets to the house of Jesse and says, where are your children? He lines them up. He tries to put anointing earlier, up. the oil would not come out. He tries the other one, the oil would not come out. He says, ha, huh? seven. Are these the only children you have? He said, ah, we have a small boy who is in the bush heading the flocks. Actually, the, the historians say David was a child of, out of wedlock. So you'd be sidelined, but not by heaven. Never. And so finally, the prophet said, ah, we will not sit down until he comes. Again, another delay. The, the machine stops in your life, son, when heaven is waiting for you. The machine clogs when heaven is waiting for you. So I'm not worried about delays. Especially when I look back and say, I've not sinned against God. I praise God and say, you are doing something. You are working something in my life. The machine stops when they are waiting for the next president in this nation. It, the machine stops wherever that president can be. It can be the one who is there or another one. Machine stops. Serendipity is seeking a young boy, chasing him in the bush, chasing him everywhere. Oh, hallelujah! Oh, hallelujah! Two minutes, he won't find anywhere. Hallelujah! You get a job in Australia and you are fixed on the job in Australia. And then right there, Serenity finds you, you are a preacher. A preacher of the word. <laughs> Did you remember, do you remember, the early church is comfortable in Jerusalem. God allows the murder of Stephen. And the word of God had said in Acts chapter 1 verse 8, you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And you'll be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the uttermost parts of the world. They are comfortable with thousands in Jerusalem. And God allows the murder of a man so that the church panics and is going all over preaching the gospel. Now, where they are running to, they are running from the persecutors, like Saul. But serendipity finds them. I rest my case. Thanks for listening. For more teachings and videos, visit celebrationmen.org.